Welcome to Global Dispatches, a podcast about foreign policy and world affairs. I'm your host, Mark Leon Goldberg, editor of UN Dispatch. And in this show, we discuss topical global issues, have conversations with foreign affairs thought leaders and newsmakers, and give you the context you need to understand the world today. Go to globaldispatchespodcast.com to learn more. And now on with the show. China is the world's largest consumer of coal, though in recent years, the government has sought to reduce the country's reliance on coal for energy. This includes transitioning away from coal for home heating. Dirty burning coal from home heating units is a major pollutant, particularly in northern China, that causes significant harm to individual health and also contributes to climate change. In 2014, the government launched what is known as the Household Heating Energy Transition Program. This program sought to replace household coal heating units with electricity, natural gas, or cleaner burning coal. Like many Chinese infrastructure projects, it was a massive undertaking. It was also directed by the government top-down and mandatory for homes that used dirty burning coal. My guest today, Lun Yu Ji, is associate professor at the School of Applied Economics, Renmin University of China. She conducted a unique cost-benefit study that analyzed the effectiveness of the household heating energy transition program. And what makes Lun Yu Ji's study so significant is that she uses data from household surveys to see how this major government program benefits end users or not. Today's episode is part of a series of episodes that showcase the research and work of the Sustainable Energy Transitions Initiative, SETI. SETI is an interdisciplinary global collaborative that aims to foster research on energy access and energy transitions in low- and middle-income countries. Currently, SETI is housed at Duke University, where it is led by Professors Subrendu Patanayak and Mark Juland. To learn more about SETI, follow them on Twitter at SETI Energy. And now, here is my conversation with Professor Lunyu Ji. Looking for a trustworthy podcast to bring you unfiltered viewpoints and experiences on global health? Tune into Global Health Matters, the podcast that connects silos and amplifies diverse voices to give you a holistic picture. Each month, Dr. Gary Aslanian from the World Health Organization hosts discussions with guests spanning former ministers of health, award-winning journalists and authors, and frontline public health workers. Join listeners from across 180 countries for an exciting Season 4, launching in June. Global Health Matters is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Yes, uh, as you may have known that China is the largest coal consumer and producer in the, well, uh, in the world. Uh, for example, China consumed mm-hmm. 1.89 billion tons of oil equivalent of coal in 2017, accounting for more than half of the total coal consumption in the world, according to BP. And um, uh, China's carbon emission um, amounted to uh, 9.23 billion tons uh, in the same year, accounting for more than 27% of the world's emissions. 
So, um, yeah, we consume a so lot coal, of yeah, coal. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, but but you know, the government, it's my understanding, is has taken steps to sort of reduce uh, the prevalence of of coal as part of the energy mix in China. Is that right? Yes. The government noticed that, and I, and I, I believe everyone noticed that because of the coal consumption, China has experienced a large scale and long lasting poor air quality repeatedly in recent years. Um, for example, the average concentration level of uh, PM2.5, which is one of the main airborne pollutants, is 39 microgram per a cubic meter in China in 2018. Um, and that's a lot, I take it. I don't know. No, I don't have a baseline with which to uh, assess, but I'm taking it that's bad. Yeah, it is bad. Um, like, uh, like in the US, the average is about like 10. So we are like several times higher uh, than the, than the, uh, the US or the European countries. Um, and also, because of the bad air pollution, bad air quality, um, the residents' health is, uh, seriously harmed. So there is a research showing that, um, the combustion of fossil energy, meaning coal, contributed 70% of smoke dust, 80% of sulfur dioxide, and 67% of nitrogen oxide emission in China. And, um, uh, their re- research shows that, um, uh, estimated that if China meets, uh, WHO's PM2.5 guiding standards, which is 10 microgram per cubic meter. So if China meets this standard, the average life expe- uh, expectancy could increase by about three years in China. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a significant amount. Yes, um, it is. So, presumably, you know, part of the uh, air pollution and then the fossil fuel and coal-based air pollution comes from the use of coal in household heating. And I know we're going to spend uh, the bulk of this conversation talking about the household uh, heating energy transition programs that have been enacted by the government of China. Mm-hmm. But before we, we, we discuss that, can you just... Can, Explain to, to listeners who are not familiar, what did, before this program, a typical coal-burning unit, I don't know, in a city like Beijing look like? Um, well, we use um, distributed, like, um, especially in the rural areas, um, each household has, has a burning uh, device. So they just put coal directly in the device and burn them. And uh, compared to industrial coal, household coal contains more sulfur and ash and, and is usually combusted without washing. And due to the limitation of household heating devices, household coal combusts inefficiently and the emissions are not filtered before being discharged into open air. So the indoor air pollution is really bad, uh, when the, when, when the household burn the coal directly for heating. And that's, pre- oh, or and that was uh, predominant in rural areas. Is that right? 
And because in urban areas we have,、uh, like in Beijing, we have central heating system, so、um, the indoor air pollution is not so bad. And there is a number、uh, that household coal emits five to ten times more airborne pollutants than industrial coal per unit. It's just like、yeah. just like a dirtier kind of coal. It's dirtier,、uh, and because、burns. the heating devices is much less efficient, and also there is no air pollution control devices at the end of the emission and the emission end. So that's that's why household emits more. Pollutants. What was the situation then in the big cities? Were homes also and apartments also heated through, you know, the burning of coal one way or another? Yes, yes. But uh, um, urban areas, many urban areas have central heatings, um, and uh,、mm -hmm. these problems often happen in rural areas because in rural areas, uh, we uh, they do. The the households do not live in apartments, so it's hard and it's very expensive to provide hydro,、uh, central heating. So they just、uh, heat by themselves in the、uh, room.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and so it was. This government program is focused most on on the rural areas. Is that right? Uh, yes. This uh household heating energy transition focus on rural areas. So first, this、uh, household heating energy transition program is to replace coal household household heating coal with electricity or natural gas, or、uh, cleaner coal. So these three measures are called coal to electricity, coal to gas, or、uh, cleaner coal program. This program was piloted、uh, piloted in Beijing. In 2014, and it rolled out gradually to the two plus four cities in the Jinjiangji region.、Uh, one year later, so two plus four cities—that is,、uh, the two is Beijing and Tianjin—and the four cities are very close to, to Beijing. And then this this program extended to the two plus twenty six cities along the Jinjiangji pollution transmission channel,、uh, channel including Beijing, Tianjin, which are the two. Okay, and then another twenty six cities in Hebei, Shandong, Shanxi, and Henan provinces. Uh, these provinces surround Beijing. So,、mm. yeah, and.、Uh, This transition is carried out from top to bottom. That is, first the task is proposed by the central government, and then is devolved to provinces and lower level governments. Then the National Development and、uh, Reform Commission and the local government jointly make a plan. Based on local characteristics, such as the fiscal capacity of the local government, because、uh, there is subsidy, and the household income of the village, because this transition is expensive, and also the village's distance to the downtown city,、uh, their infrastructure conditions, etc. And uh, uh, when the program reach reaches village leaders. 
the village leaders have the responsibility of ensuring participation through various measures, such as a ban on coal vendors in the village,、uh, penalties on coal consumption, etc. And also,、uh, there are subsidies from various levels of governments.、Um, there is subsidy yeah, I mean, because. It's, it's- Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it sounds like you're describing just like a very large program、um, that encompasses a lot of different、um, regions、uh, of the country, but also one that's very much top down.、Uh, yes, that is sort of is that is very much like mandated by governments. This is not a voluntary program. This is something that government is imposing on people, presumably be- because、uh, of a greater benefit there is. Uh, both to the individuals,、uh, but also to society, when you're emitting less pollution. Yes, exactly.、Um, so you did a cost-benefit analysis of this program,、uh, and I'm I'm sort of before we discuss your findings, I'm curious to learn what were some of the costs that you considered, and what were some of the、um, benefits that you considered. The total cost of the transition includes the cost of infrastructure construction and upgrade,、uh, equi- uh, equipment replacement, and an increase in fuel expenditure. There is a cost of infrastructure construction of uh, and uh, upgrade because, for example, if the program is、uh, coal to electricity, then the electricity grid、uh, need to be up. up Upgraded, otherwise it cannot support the large consumption of electricity at the same time. And if the program is coal to gas, then there need uh,、um, the construction of uh, uh, gas pipelines. So there is、uh, infrastructure construction and, and, and upgrade, and the, the equipment replacement involves the,、um, the because you change the energy. The heating energy, so you need to change the uh, uh, combustion uh, or the heating equipment. Okay, and also the electricity and the gas is more expensive than coal in China. So、uh, after the transition, the fuel expenditure increases as well. So there's going to be direct financial costs to consumers. Uh, but in addition to that, there's also the costs of you know just upending entire electric grids, so huge infrastructure costs plus end user costs uh, that yes. are presumably more expensive、uh, than the cheap coal they were using before. Yes. What were some of the benefits that you sought to measure in your benefit analysis? There is a benefit because the heating energy transition replaces high polluting energy with lower polluting energy. And the less per、uh, and the less pollutants and carbon emissions bring health and economic benefits to the population, including both the participants and the long participants. Yeah, and you broke that down in terms of the benefits from both、uh, transitions from、uh, coal to electricity and coal to gas and coal to cleaner coal. And I was just stunned、uh, by one of your findings in terms of. The life expectancy increases that、mm. are that are associated with the transition.、Mm. How did you sort of calculate those, and and what did you find? Yes,、uh, so we calculated the life expectancy 
based on the change of a uh, indoor pollution concentration, and then we calculate the uh, private benefit using the value of statistical life um, based on the uh, change of life expectancy. Our finding is that the increase of life expectancy for coal to electricity, coal to gas, and clean coal replacement are all around uh, four to five years. I mean that that's that's significant uh, when you're talking about you know just changing how people consume energy. How, can you describe how did you collect your data? You did a household survey. What? were some of the kind of questions you asked and what were some of the key findings from your survey? We conducted the survey by going into uh, villages and households in Beijing and Hebei. And uh, uh, the main information collected um, by the village committee survey includes whether the village participated in the program, whether the household participated, and uh, the participation year, type of subsidized heating equipment, subsidy scheme, and energy prices. Um, and uh, the, in, the household survey collects information about household uh, social and economic characteristics, uh, the characteristics of the houses, the heating equipment, household energy consumption behavior, and also their opinions about their experience in the program. And overall, through your surveys, I mean, what did your cost-benefit analysis find? We distinguish between uh, private benefit and the uh, public pr- uh, benefit. Uh, what we find is that uh, the all three programs in Beijing benefited the public and uh, the participation households. However, the benefits and costs vary a lot across uh, regions. Provinces with lower income and more limited fiscal capacity tend to have lower benefits and higher participation costs. So this leads to the, this leads to the possibility of higher costs than benefits. Um, yeah, that's the, um, that's basically what we find. And, and you know, what were some of the policy implications of your findings? Um, you know, presumably, you know, this is a program that the government wants to make a success, you know, that, that they want to reduce uh, the use of coal. What um, has your, what did your study suggest to you about ways in which this program might be improved or are there policy lessons that might be drawn from this? From the, from the research, we are aware that the conclusions above are based on uh, Beijing survey. The social cost of pollution, household income, and its government's fiscal cap- uh, capability in Beijing are all among the highest in the country. Uh, therefore, uh, for government, when applying the conclusion to other areas, we should adjust the parameters in the analysis accordingly. Uh, The social cost of pollution depends on the economic level and the pollution density of the region. 
So applying the program to the regions with higher population density, higher economic level, and larger、uh, government capacity is likely to be more efficient in terms of benefit to cost ratios. So、um, when the government choose among the three measures, they should、uh, consider the local characteristics. Based on the、um, Beijing's finding, we see that coal to gas has a slight, slightly larger social benefit to cost ratio than coal to electricity. Why is that? The, well, because、um, more than sixty percent of electricity is in China is generated using coal, and coal、huh. has larger emission factor、yeah. than gas. So, right, tautological、yeah. reason.、Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense.、Uh, however,、um, this, the 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 difference is really small. So the difference between coal to electricity and the coal to gas in the social benefit、uh, in Beijing is really small.、Um, so、hmm. whether to adopt so- electricity or gas. Should be based on the specific characteristics of each area, because the infrastructure cost varies greatly across local conditions. Besides,、uh, in addition, program choice should take into consideration and energy security and technology、uh, technology progress. The development of wind and solar power and clean technology in coal-fired power. Have a large potential to reduce the emission factors of electricity generation, and therefore improve the social benefit to cost ratio of coal to electricity. Yeah, and also so, there is, sorry. No,、um, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and、uh, there is、uh, another finding is that clean coal replacement has the largest social benefit to cost ratio among the three programs. Well, this is because although Clean coal replacement's environment benefit is low because it still uses coal, right?、Mm, but、uh, it has the lowest cost. Therefore, if the government is physically constrained in the short term, clean coal rep- replacement is a good transition measure. No, no, that, that I mean that that makes sense. That clean coal、yes. is cheaper, even though it's not as.、Uh, Beneficial environmentally, but certainly better than that very sooty coal that you were describing earlier.、Mm-hmm, um, exactly. So one, you know, I'm curious to learn from you what sort of broader, perhaps international implications you think、uh, might be derived from this study. I mean, the program as you describe it, you know, is very much as you said, it's a huge infrastructure program, and it's very much a top-down program mandated by the government. There have been other efforts around the world for household energy transitions, but none that seem to take on this. Both scope and and sort of the mandatory nature of、mm-hmm. it.、Um, so, given given that, can can lessons from this program be drawn or applied to elsewhere around the world that are also seeking to try to transition away from coal and home heating to other cleaner methods?、Mm. Whether whether such a program is uh, uh, worsened to. Adopting、uh, depends on the fiscal capacity of the government and also the household uh, uh, income level, and also the infrastructure 
conditions of local areas. So, um, uh, one short takeaway is that do not just copy the the program from China. We should、uh, evaluate the、um, the social benefit, the and the cost, and the、uh, private benefit and the cost based on the local characteristics of、uh, each area. And also,、um, there is a, another lesson from the program in China is that、um, actually uh, uh, there is another paper I'm working on discussing about the energy poverty issues. Actually, this、uh, program, since this program has uh, 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 large costs and the subsidy is not. Although the subsidy is very very high, but it's not enough to cover all the cost. So、uh, our calculation shows that the energy poverty、uh, increases after the program for、uh, many of the households、uh, enrolled in the program. Yeah, and, and and that's what I was alluding to earlier. I think when I said subsid subsidies. So, so the subsidies, even though their subsidies are profound, they're just not.、Um, they're they're not as Sufficient as they could be, especially if you're a poorer person,、uh, the the burden is a bit higher for you.、Mm-hmm. Yes. Finally, our conversation is is arranged and and supported、uh, through SETI, and I would just love to get your take on on the role that SETI has played in in your research and in your、um, communicating about your research and in collaborating about your research around the world. Yeah.、Um, well, I participated in City about five years ago when the City started, and、um, I joined it because City cares about the sustainable energy transition, and、uh, I think this is very important to environment, climate change, and well-being of human and Earth,、uh, because we want clean and convenient energy, but the transition should be affordable. Sustainable, especially to developing countries where the first target is economic growth. So that is, we need a transition, energy transition,、uh, affordable and sustainable. Well,、uh, City pro- provides me an effective social network of working on this very interesting topic. We are all interested in energy transition, and being together, we can research the topic further, and interact with policymakers further. We we are trying really hard to turn research into policies, and really, uh, to, and to really make sustainable energy transition happen. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for your time, Lenu. Thank you, Mark. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you to Lanyu for speaking with me from Beijing, and to Seti for this excellent series on energy transitions. As always, if you have questions for me, please send me an email. You can do so using the contact button on globaldispatchespodcast.com. We have some great episodes coming up in the near future, so stay tuned, and I'll see you later. Thanks. Bye.